0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing
1: TV brand.
2: It's Purple Daily. Kyler Murray runs it. He's got to get out of bounds. Murray still
0: moving. Wow! Look at the speed! Kyler Murray, touchdown! Oh, you... 67 yards!
1: That highlight courtesy of the Oklahoma Sooners Radio Network. And this is Purple Daily on the all news score north on 1500 score north.com. I'm Rami Makloff along with Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. We're also streaming live. You can watch our beautiful faces at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We made it easy for you to follow us on all those platforms. It's very, very easy. It's at SKOR North if you want to get in on the show. 6516468255 that's 651 651- 646 8255 or tweet us at SKORNorth. And why did we play a Kyler Murray highlight? I do to have start to correct the you very quickly. What Ronnie did I do now? That,
0: that was uh, not the Sooners Radio Network. That was Gus Johnson on Fox, actually. Oh, my guy Gus. That was Gus. The, the, the Red River shootout against uh, Texas.
1: I'm surprised I didn't recognize. How did I not recognize Gus Johnson's voice? I've been listening to him call Bucks <laughs> games for two years. <laughs> my bad, Gus. Slight oversight. That's on me, man. My bad. I'm sorry. But Kyler Murray tweeting out just about 15 minutes ago is. Uh, We were just about to start the show, Judd, and we had juicy Adrian Peterson to the Vikings talk to have, and we're going to push that back to about 1220. Kyler Murray tweeting out what sounds to me like a commitment to to be a full time NFL quarterback tweeting from at the Kyler Murray. He's, he's verified. He's got the blue check mark and everything. So this is real. He says, moving for, forward, I am firmly and fully committing my life and time to becoming an NFL quarterback. Football has been my love and passion my entire life. I was raised to play QB and I very much look forward to dis- dedicating 100% of myself to being the best QB possible and winning NFL championships. I have started an extensive training program to further prepare myself for upcoming NFL workouts and interviews. I eagerly await the opportunity to continue to prove to NFL decision makers that I am the franchise QB in this draft. That's Oklahoma QB Kyler Murray stating his intentions that he will enter the NFL draft and be a full-time NFL quarterback. Judd, a your reaction and B if he's there at 18, do you want him in a Minnesota Vikings uniform? The
2: juicy one. Um, I am not surprised, and again, this proves that football, at least in 2019, always wins, right? Football always wins. I mean, a year ago, this kid signed the lucrative contract with the Oakland A's. He was going to play baseball, and then he's like, but I just want to go back and play one more year of quarterback at Oklahoma and uh, you know, satisfy that urge to play football, but after that, I'm all baseball. Oh, wait, I'm really good at football. Let's see here. Okay, so my options are I can get all of the A's money, which is a good deal. What do you have, like $6 million due to him? Yeah, but if it, but but the flip side of that then is, despite the fact that I was just a star football player, if I do that, I'm going to start where? The the highest that he would start with the A is probably a high class A or something. Like, you're not going to be in AAA. You're probably not going to be in AA unless you go down there and are super successful. The point being is the options were... Potentially be a franchise star quarterback, which teams covet and will pay you a ton to be, and if you're good, you'll have a very successful career probably, and or go play baseball. And by the way, if you flame out at football, guess what? You can still go play baseball. That's true. So, I'm not surprised. Football wins. Football always wins. That last point I will concede to you, that there is always
1: the option that you can go back to baseball, but... To me, baseball is probably the hardest sport to just show back up to after taking years off and just try and get back to that that same level you were playing at before. Because try not seeing ninety five plus miles per hour with movement, with action, and and sure. hit, and hitting that after you know two or three years off. I I would contend, Judd. And now I'll admit that. Baseball is far and away my first and greatest love in my entire life. I think that baseball is probably the safer bet for Kyler Murray. And I say bet because if I'm as talented as that young man is, I'm going to gamble on myself that I am going to make it to the major leagues. And it's a little easier to gamble on myself that I am going to make it to the major leagues when I have a $6 million signing bonus from draft day to to sit on while I work my way through the minors and, yes, ride buses and eat peanut butter right. and jelly sandwiches. But I can also go to the steakhouse from time to time when we're on the road because I got a $6 million signing bonus when I was drafted by the A's. But that's
2: the key thing. What do What do younger people for the most part, lack now completely. It's patience. Patience, right. They want instant gratification. Right. I don't want to go play at Modesto. I can go potentially play in, you know, the Dolphins and the Cowboys. So I think now what you're seeing is a kid who basically probably got pulled in two directions is going to be paid a lot in either direction, but sees the opportunity to, if he gets drafted, worst case if he's successful, if he's drafted, his curve in football will be a year basically as a backup. Probably not that. Probably gets thrown into the mix by Probably. a team that drafts him at some point in 2019. And then, ideally, he starts in 2020. It's patience. It's, and and baseball takes what? Baseball, the game itself on the field, off the field, all of those things take patience. Uh, should the Vikings be interested in him at 18 if he's there? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Really. Now I now that doesn't mean that it's a slam dunk that you take him, but yeah, I am I am now going to the Kirk Cousins proposition here is a 3-year deal. It's a 3-year potential window to try and win. But if Kyler Murray falls to you at 18 and I don't know that that he will, my guess is he won't, but if he does and there's that opportunity there to look at at this and say do we potentially can we potentially take a a kid that could be our franchise quarterback. and that is something that this team has not been able to find for a long, long time. I think you have to take a long, hard look if he gets to you at 18. You and I are not on the same page at all
1: today. That's what and makes this more fun. If you want to jump into the fray at six, five one, six, four, six, eight, two, five, five, feel free, or tweet us at score North. Because first of all, I I disagree if I'm Kyler Murray I'm going I'm going baseball and not football because of everything I just laid out. And really if you look at the last few years especially with position players and especially with guys who played baseball at the college level, they're getting to the minors, they're getting fast tracked, excuse Can me, I fast track to the second. majors a little faster he's than a, they have been. He's
2: a quarterback. Yes. Like we're saying ta- if we were talking I about a cornerback I get or, what a you're safety, saying. or a safety, I might be like, "Yeah, you know what? They you're probably right." But this is, this is a kid now who looks at quarterbacks and potential franchise QBs. The temptation to stick with football but the, would be incredibly strong to anybody I think.
1: Even with a quarterback, it, the the earning window isn't nearly as long or as wide as it is in in the sport of baseball, and especially a quarterback who uses his feet a lot and is going to take some hits at the NFL level. That's that's a short a much shorter earning window in the sport of football okay. than you will have in the sport of baseball.
2: But a kid like Murray is never going to make his decision based on on thought of failing. So he's going to think to himself, if I go to football and I apply myself as a quarterback in this sport, I'm going to be great.
1: See, I'm that's a I'm, using, I'm using the same logic that he doesn't plan to fail, so he knows he'll be in the major leagues within two to three years and earning big bucks by then and earning it Still for a much football, longer though. time than he would in football. I get I get where you're coming from there. When it comes to whether or not the Vikings should have interest in him, should he fall to them at number eighteen. I don't think that's smart either if the Vikings were to take Kyler Murray at number 18 because you've gone all, like you said, it's a three-year window to win with, with with Kirk Cousins, and you've gone all in to try and win in those three years. That means that whatever resources you have left after you gave Kirk Cousins what he had, you need to put into winning a Super Bowl now in these next two years. One of the three years is already gone. You have two more years in which you've invested in Kirk Cousins to win a Super Bowl before that blows up in your face. And and for me, you don't have a lot of assets in, in terms of money after what you paid Kirk Cousins. You're going to have to move guys around and restructure guys and let guys walk this off season just to put together a roster this year, much less bring in free agents who could help you next season. I think that investing what's probably the greatest resource, the greatest asset that you have left now, which is a first-round pick on a quarterback who is either going to sit behind Kirk Cousins or is going to create controversy and unseat the guy who you just gave ninety plus million dollars in guaranteed so, money? Either you're either setting back this 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 plan that you had, this window to win with Kirk Cousins, or you're just blowing it up
2: in year two and putting Kyler Murray at quarterback. So if he's there at eighteen, you pass for sure. Yes. Oh boy, I can't. I got to at least think of. I can't take a quarterback. The pro- Oh, I can. Oh. That- this is a position that this team, Kirk Cousins, you can only assume, in my opinion, is going to be here for two more years. You have to. If you think, if you come to the conclusion that this is a franchise QB, I think you have to take it. Maybe next year I'd think about taking a
1: quarterback in the first round, depending on how this season goes. Maybe next year I think about taking a quarterback in the first round. I just don't see how this early on in the, in the Kirk Cousins process, you're already either changing course or 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 using one of those assets one of those resources to do something other than help you win now. Manny, where do you stand on this?
0: I have always kind of felt like with first round picks in the NFL, I think you go best player available. And I think if the Vikings are sitting there at 18 and if they think Kyler Murray's the best player available, they should take him. Because you are they're I in like a I'm position crazy pills. <laughs> But, but, But here's the thing, though, and part of this goes back to Kirk Cousins being a question mark, despite how much money he's making. If Kirk Cousins had been better than we had hoped he would be in 2018, this isn't even really a conversation. But the fact that we're sitting here a year into Kirk Cousins' deal and we're already thinking, I don't know if this guy is actually it and i don't know if they're going to be able to surround him with enough talent for to for him to live up to what he's being expected to be that's why we're even having this conversation to begin with because Kirk Cousins he's okay he's not bad but he's not great not yet and and if you have an i think if you're the vikings and you have an opportunity to get a young quarterback that you can build upon that a lot of people seem to like i'm not even sure he's going to be there at 18 I don't to be honest will. with you. I don't think he will now. And I think that says a lot in terms of how good a lot of people think that he can be. And I think if if he can be that good, if he's there at eighteen, I think you gotta take him. What did you expect from Kirk
1: Cousins when the Vikings signed him? Like <sighs> did you expect him to be better than he ever was with the Washington Redskins? Because he was better than he ever was with the Washington Redskins. I,
0: I he actually
2: was better. He improved. I expected I expected that he would would. Run an offense with limited mistakes, which at times we didn't see. The recklessness with the football bugged me. The uh, and and he's the type of guy I do think in in defense of fans, you have to see play on a consistent basis and say, okay, now I know because the statistics are good. I was going to say the statistics are fine. I I but, know the numbers don't tell the whole story, they but don't. If, if before the season started,
1: I told you Kirk Cousins is going to throw for. Nearly 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. You'd take that because you think you have an all world defense.
0: But their defense was pretty good.
1: It was good, but it wasn't what they what what the standard that they had set when they brought okay. in Kirk Cousins. The, the issue
2: the issue to me get, gets to be and that this gets to into the, the intangibles of the player, and so it gets to be a difficult discussion. The issue to me also is the it factor, and he doesn't have that. He doesn't have the it factor. He doesn't have the ability. You don't. You didn't see him ever really, in a way, on the field as a captain type take control. You didn't see him there. There were things that you saw in watching him on a weekly basis that bother you. And and that doesn't mean that he can't have success here. Do I think that he is the Vikings long-term solution, a quarterback to a problem in this town that's been a problem for a long, long time? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Do I think that next year is going to be a disaster? No clue. He might be good, but after three years, Am I convinced that I'm going to look at this guy and say, oh, yeah, yeah, this was it. Sign him up again? No, I'm not. I think Not even close. I think you've committed yourself to putting
1: the best team you can possibly put around Kirk Cousins. That That's what you did with that three-year contract okay, Rami, that you I'm, gave Kirk Cousins. And you're not doing that if you're drafting a quarterback know, in the second year
2: of that tenure. But I am not going – if I think Kyler Murray is the guy and he just slides to me, now, I am not passing. I can't pass. It, Here's, I can't do it. Here's one caveat, one exception
1: that I'll make to to what I'm saying that you don't take Kyler Murray at number 18 if he falls to you, and that is if if you sit down with this guy, you go to his workouts, you have the interviews with them, and you determine that he's not a franchise quarterback, but the franchise quarterback, that he's the next big thing in this league, that he's the next Patrick Mahomes. If you if you think you have that. Then, okay, you, you don't, you don't pass up on that. But if you think, okay, this guy could be a franchise quarterback in this league, not top five, not, not that, that top tier quarterback, not in the conversation of like a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers in terms of today's pantheon of quarterbacks. If, unless he can be that, I'm not taking him there. And even if he is that, Still, the only way that I take a quarterback at number eighteen. This goes back to something I said on Saturday on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Yes, there was a Saturday edition of Mackie and Judd with Rami. I How know what I you're thinking. It? I missed I it. Wake up. Get it at ScoreNorth.com if you can find somebody to take Kirk Cousins off your hands and trade for him, and I don't think that's that crazy a possibility because this league is quarterback starved and there's somebody out there who thinks Kirk Cousins is better than what we have and I can get even more out of Kirk Cousins because I'm that good of a coach.
2: When you say franchise QB, I immediately think to myself, somebody who will develop, that's the word, develop into a top 10 QB, which Cousins is not. So if we're talking about, when, when I'm talking about the prospect of thinking long and hard about taking Murray, it is all based on that. So I'm not saying that he gets to you, he falls to, to you at 18, and you think to yourself, let's take a gamble. I'm saying that you have decided that this is a franchise QB. That you can't pass on. And and if you think that this guy could be a top 10 QB, and he's there, you have to take him. This is coming from the guy who, I will re- remind you, started perhaps the the biggest fight In the history of the Mackey and Judd show, by saying in 2005, Aaron Rodgers was projected with Smith to be the top overall pick in that draft, and the Niners took Alex Smith, and if you recall, Aaron began a free fall, and the Vikings not once but twice said, we don't need him because we've got our QB. This is the position, gents, that if I can fill with a player I think can be
0: great, I'm not passing up for that player, and that following season that in, that ensuing season, Dante blew out his knee. yeah, but that's what i'm saying there, there's some There's some logic to my madness
2: here in what I've seen and with that position in particular now now, to your point, if you decide that this is not a franchise QB, if you decide that he is let's say he's going to fall between eleven and twenty two or something, then I probably do pass.
0: I think the other part of this too this, and this goes back to My thought on in the first round in the NFL, especially you just take best player available unless you're picking somewhere in the top five and there's an elite player at a position that you need. Like if you need a quarterback and you're picking in the top five, which most of the time, if you're picking in the top five, you probably need a quarterback anyway. But if you're in the Vikings position at 18, you take the best player available because the other thing I don't want the Vikings to do at 18 is. And all the Vikings fans they're all, all they' they're all thinking one thing right right now right take a guard take a guard they need a guard Tom compton was terrible take a guard well if there's not a good enough guard to take at 18 if the if the best guard available can be had in the second round I don't want the Vikings taking him at 18 just because they need a guard and that might be what what fans want but like that's that's where you look at that particular spot in the draft and you just take the best guy available
1: some tweets have come in at skor north that's at score north ryan says rami you have to pay kirk anyway and you need 18 to get another skill player or elite lineman uh paul says if he's there at 18 100 michael says i think given cousins had an iffy season one and in my opinion not the guy i lead the, to lead this team to the super bowl might be nice to possibly get that sort of qb at 18 Man, Douglas says, uh, Judd Murray is listed at 5'10", which means he is probably 5'9". I think that alone makes him far too risky for consideration in oh, round one. No. Tell that to the
0: guy in Seattle no, let's or the stop.
1: guy in New Let, Orleans.
2: Honest to God, let's stop with heights. If you, if you make, you're fired. If you come in, if you're an evaluator and you bring up height, you're
0: fired. Come on, what is this, 1982? Two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now are under six feet.
2: If you don't think he's the guy, like that's fine. Like, if you just don't like him, that's fine. But honest to God, people, let's stop talking about people's heights. I, I think, oh, at quarterback, Brock, I used... At quarterback, I used to buy it, but I
1: mean, a few guys have come along in the last five, ten years who have proven that wrong—that you can be a successful yes. shorter quarterback.
0: Brock Osweiler six eight, and he stinks. <laughs> like, come on, people.
1: Amen.
2: I
0: don't think saying the tallest <laughs> quarterback in football stinks. I don't
1: think
2: anybody's saying that every tall person can play quarterback. They're just saying that it helps you be a quarterback well, if you're tall. I, don't- <laughs> I know, but if that's your basis for why you're g- why you're going to pass on a guy, give me a break. I agree. Monday, I got a headache already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, as we were walking to the studio to start the show, Judd goes, you know, I feel good for a Monday. Not anymore. We took it all out of him in the first segment of Purple Daily. And we're back right after this on Score North on 1500scoredorth.com. Tell me where the
0: freaks at minnesota sports anytime anywhere scorenorth.com or north this is the one they're talking about minnesota
2: sports anytime anywhere scorenorth.com
0: man you know i I like adrian peterson in detroit you know they have a a young kid in carryon johnson man who i really like carryon is going to be a stud in this league but i think he can learn a lot from adrian peterson just the approach of, of how to be a pro, how to handle being a full-time running back. I and like we, what we, division we you're dealing with. I like <laughs> the, <laughs> the NFC North. But it's time to bring AP back home. What? It's time to bring him back to Minnesota. Where wow. lakes. Yes, right. Go. I mean, think about it. Latavius Murray may be out of there. You still like Dalvin Cook, he's going to be there. Oh, but yeah. remember, this is a two-backs league now, two three-back league. You bring Adrian back, what I saw last year, there was a lot of gas in the tank, yeah. and it would be phenomenal to see him finish his career off in Minnesota where it all started. That was
1: on the NFL Network. First voice you heard was Ladanian Tomlinson, the rational one, saying Adrian Peterson should go to the Lions. And then the second voice you heard was another Hall of Fame running back Terrell Davis saying AP back to the Vikings. Would be a good fit. What do you think? It's Purple Daily, and you can get in at 651 646 8255 or tweet us at Score North. You can also see us streaming live at Score North on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Do you want AP back with the Vikings? Manny, can we make this a poll, please? I think I could pull that off. At yeah. Score North. Should, I... should we make it a simple yes or no, or do you want to be a little more complicated about it than that, Judd?
2: No, I think that's fine. Okay, just yes or a simple no? yes yeah.
1: or no. Do you want he AP? He can sign with them.
2: Third with option them being, being Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, most definitely.
0: <laughs>
2: most definitely Brett yes, Favre. Make yes, make the third option and, Brett Favre, and guess please. guess what? Brett Favre will win going away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you want AP back in a Vikings uniform? Um, get in at 651-646-8255. Judd, I, I get a sense. I, I know how you feel about this.
2: Well... The only way that I want him back, mm-hmm. and it's possible, uh-huh. is if he wants to sign a one-day contract and retire a Viking. <laughs> like they do in other sports. Really? And I think Chris Carter did that here, yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's common out in football to do that. But no, I have no interest whatsoever. And I got a tweet last night about this after... Uh, is this strictly football? Tweeting my opinion. Or is there other no, stuff? No, it's strictly football. Here's the thing. I got a tweet last night saying, why did you you love Moss so much, and Peterson was great too, and you don't love him. I loved both players watching them as a spectator in their prime. They were fantastic. But when Moss came back for, for that short period in 2010, which was a disaster here, it was a massive mistake. He was past his prime. He still was a diva, but he wasn't worth that. He He was not a good guy, in that case, in the locker room. And in Peterson's case, it's just done. Like he could people are is gonna throw though? yes, people are gonna come back and throw out the stats. But I am. guess what? But guess what he needs there? He <laughs> needs carries. I'm not going to give him carries. Dalvin Cook is my guy. If Murray is gone, I want a running back behind Adrian, or be- behind Dalvin Cook, I should say, who can catch the ball, who can block, who's versatile. Adrian Peterson, to his last day on this earth, won't be those things. He will be a guy that can run the football. When he was a star, guess what? That was fantastic. Those days are long gone. I am not going to give him enough carries where he'll be happy because I don't give a damn about him going up the rushing charts. I don't believe that he has improved his blocking and or ability to catch the ball enough to be consistent in those areas. I have an offense now that's going to be built around largely the success of Dalvin Cook. And what I want when I replace Dalvin Cook occasionally or a lot is Dalvin Cook Jr. basically. Adrian Peterson is not. There is Adrian Peterson, if he's going to come back and play this coming season, should do it with a bad team that can hand hit him the ball a ton. And the stunt will be watch him go up the rushing all-time chart. Because Adrian Peterson, as a functional running back in this league now with the way that the game is played is not going to help the Vikings. He's going to demand carries. I don't
1: I mean, is at this age, you think he's still demanding carries? You don't think he'd be good with a, a reserve
2: role where he plays second fiddle to Delvin Cook? I saw him on opening night was that two years back now playing for the Saints? I
0: twenty seventeen, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Twenty seventeen. His first game after being after going to the Saints I saw him chasing Sean Payton up and down the sideline at U.S. Bank Stadium, screaming. He wanted more carries. Well, yeah, but when he, he went didn't like his usage, when he went to the Redskins,
1: he didn't go there with the understanding that he was going to be the guy. He ended up being the guy for him this year because of
2: injuries. But he went there with the understanding that he'd be part of a running back by committee. But it's never going to suit him. He is never going to get that. I listen. I dealt with with this guy, and as a superstar, he was fantastic. But as a as a strictly supporting player, he's lacking. He's just lacking. He's never. You need ideally if you signed him, the most important thing if you if you signed him to this team, the most important thing would say, Adrian, I need you to understand coming here that you're going to be the backup to Dalvin Cook, and that your primary role is going to be to be excellent in pass protection. Can't do it. He can't do it. He can't. No, block.
1: he's not going to. He's not going. Right, but I mean, that's never, not but, something that but, you should expect but, from him. But
2: you're never going to sign him,
1: and you say, wouldn't bring him here as a guy who comes in and no. and relieves Dalvin Cook. No, because he can't play on third down. Okay, so find somebody else. I mean, you're going to have three running backs but on I, the roster. Gets, if it's not Dalvin Cook in there on third but he's down, he's high
2: maintenance, and he's a high maintenance player. And if you bring him here, it's more a stunt than an actual help. I don't know. I look
1: I am looking at a guy who had over a 1000 yards last year, averaged more than 4 yards a carry and made about a million dollars. I mean, to me that sounds like that sounds like a pretty good compliment and a pretty good deal to put to put alongside Delvin Cook. And you're right, he can't play third down and you're if if it's not Delvin Cook in the game on third down, you're going to have to find somebody other than Adrian Peterson, find then. the third string running back and come in on third down when Delvin Cook isn't ready. I look at this and I Based on his college career and his first two years in the NFL, I look at Dalvin Cook
2: and at this stage in his career, I can't count on him to play 16 games. But there's a problem there. Then, if he goes out, Peterson can't can't replace his skill set. I want someone far closer to Cook's skill set. But are you going to find that? I can find somebody who's a lot closer. I'm not. I'm not saying that I can find the ideal replacement as far as, as a guy as talented as Cook, but I can find a skill set far closer because Adrian doesn't come close to that skill set. If you're without Delvin Cook, and I'm and I'm st- stuck,
1: and I put that in quotations, with a guy who can average 4.2 yards a carry as a two-down back and a guy who, who who's just coming off, and I know 1,000-yard seasons aren't what they used to be, but a guy who's just coming off a 1,000-yard season at age 33 and I can have him at a million bucks? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. And on top of that, I don't. you would know better than I would what kind of guy Adrian Peterson is in a locker room. But I would think that one thing we do know about Adrian Peterson is he's always ready. He's always prepared physically to play football. He does the things that it takes to be a professional football player. And if nothing else, I like that guy being in the locker next to Dalvin Cook. And and showing him, if not verbally, like I said, you would know if he's a verbal leader better than I would, if not verbally, then showing by example what it takes to be a running back of the highest level in the NFL and a guy who at this age, at age 33, and part of that is just being a physical freak and basically being Wolverine from the X-Men but it, a lot of that is is work that he puts in to be in that kind of condition and to still be playing at this high level at this age i like that stand in the in the locker next to
2: dalvin cook and him sort of absorbing some of that high maintenance no interest zero there's nothing about him being back here that that would intrigue me i think you have to find We've been down this path before, and we've, and we've seen him as an aging player who demands time and demands carries and demands things and fumbles
0: too much. Demands a system to be run according yeah, there's to too, his style. and
2: there, there's, too ma- there's too many strikes in my mind, and I'm sure he'll play. I think he really should play on a bad team that can give him carries. And I really think his goal, his only goal now— it's not championships his goal now is to get as high on that all-time rushing list as he possibly can
0: and that's and fine I and mean, that's it and that's fine i think if that's if not, that's if that's what he wants to do i think that's that more power to him but just i just him. don't think that's a it's a fit year the other part of this too is okay he i mean the numbers he he had a decent season in 2018 he had uh 1042 yards on 251 carries just over 4 yards a carry 4.2 yards a carry 65 yards a game my question for him is because of that type of season that he had, does he still in his mind have have this mentality of, yeah, I'm a I'm a bell cow still. Can, Adrian? Yeah. Give Until me the give me the ball twenty, now. twenty-five times a game. Because Oh, that's not gonna change. Because going into last going into last season, to your point, Rami, that maybe, yeah, he did have that understanding of, okay, I'm just gonna come in and play a role. You know, I didn't have a very good season with Arizona and New Orleans in twenty seventeen. I'm going to step in here in Washington and just fill a role. Whatever they need me to do, I'll do. But then he ended up having a better season, I think, than maybe even he expected. And now maybe does he have this mentality of, oh, now I see, yeah, look look what I did. I ran for 1,000 yards, four yards of carry. I, st- I still got it. I can, I can still be the number one guy. I don't think the way that he is wired,
2: I don't think it ever really occurs to him that I'll just be a guy. And at one time, that made him very, very special. But as an aging player now who is breaking down, and, and the stats might still be good, but he is breaking down, if I'm the Vikings, I have no interest in going back there. You've been there once. It was great for a while. It was. He was fantastic. But if I am going to have players behind Cook, I want young players who are closer to Dalvin's skill set and, and and guys that I can develop at this point, no old timers for me. No old timer show here. Not doing it. But you're trying
1: to win. I, I don't. No, I know. <laughs> but young players you're trying to win young, now. Young running. You want Max. Kyler Murray and
2: not Adrian Peterson? I'm confused because I are you rebuilding Murray? No, <laughs> Mur, Murray can potentially solve a problem that you have not solved for ages. The Peterson thing is not going to help you win now. He's going to ultimately be in 2000. If you sign him right now, I can guarantee you this in 2019, no matter what his role or what he does, he's going to end up being a bigger pain in the butt than a help. So you don't think he's, I don't think he's part of winning now at all. I, I'm telling you, I don't think ultimately at this age, he's interested in titles. I think he is interested in one thing, the success of Adrian Peterson. You don't think he's resigned to what he is at this stage in his career? Absolutely not. I have said on this show a thousand times, and I will say it again, this is one of the most delusional people I've ever come across. (laughs) He's delusional. No, he is. He's delusional. (laughs) He, He thinks he is still great. And listen, that's why he can still have success. But ultimately now, all of that success is about one person.
1: Adrian, so you think, it's not when, about the team. When he signed that deal with the Redskins, where it was pretty much understood that it was a running back by He's committee, not thinking that way, he no. went into it and went, yeah, they think it's running back by yes. committee, but let me show him. Let me show him what's really going on here. Oh,
2: yeah, 1,000%. Yes.
0: And That's I, him. And I wonder if the other part of this, too, is you, you just have to ask yourself, okay, will he fit what they're trying to do offensively? Because we, I mean, Judd, you remember when 2015 – they were they were moved, they were running that offense according to the way Adrian Peterson won. he he didn't want to run out of the shotgun even though that even though playing yeah, out of the shotgun like, was to the strength of the young the young franchise quarterback being like a pistol yeah he didn't want to do any of that he wasn't comfortable running he wasn't comfortable standing next to the quarterback in the shotgun i mean so if he if they bring him back here but I'm he's, not got gonna, to, he's got to understand, like, but I'm not going back there like I'm not going to have that. I, I'm not right. I'm
2: not even going to begin to put myself in that position of saying, OK, Adrian, things are different now. The next time that Peterson signs a contract with this franchise, it needs to be a one day you're retiring as a Viking contract. That's the next time I deal with this guy at all.
1: You're killing me in the poll right now, by the way. It's at Score North. If you want to participate in our Twitter poll, at S K O R North, eighty percent say never, twenty percent say absolutely. I thought Brett Favre was going to be an option. I thought we were including Brett Favre as an option. As oh, we didn't include Brett Favre. No, we he didn't. easily would have won. Let's go, let's <laughs> go to the phone six five one six four six eight two five five. Get in, Jim in Texas. You're on Purple Daily, Jim. What's up?
0: Oh, I'm just listening to you guys and. My personal opinion is Dalvin Cook is no Adrian Peterson. Uh, first of all, I think you bring back Adrian. There's not a running back in the NFL that stacks the boxes like Adrian Peterson does, which will open up play action and a lot more options for our team. So, in Dalvin Cook, he hasn't proved anything to me except his injury problem. I don't know what you guys think do. You about, think? At
2: right? this, do you think at this age, if they sign Peterson and he comes back, that that opposing defenses are going to stack the boxes like they did against him in two thousand eight?
0: Oh yeah, he proved that this year with Washington. They were doing it all day. Every time that man got the ball, they were stacking the boxes. Especially if you're running under center, which is exactly how Adrian runs.
1: Bring
2: it. You will never be my GM, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. You're not hiring Jim to run your franchise? If anybody mentions stacking the box for Peterson or a quarterback's height, you have no chance to be Zolgad's GM. But you got, I mean, I, I was an alliance uh, of American football team that I'm going to launch in this market next year. <laughs> I've eliminated the guy who, who, who tweeted about height and Jim. I didn't watch a lot of
1: Washington Redskins football this year, but I would imagine that, especially after Alex Smith went out with that gruesome broken leg, yeah. that teams were stacking the box again. Because what else did you have to worry about when you played the
0: Redskins? Here's the other thing, too. The Vikings already have a quarterback with fumbling issues. And Dalvin Cook has his own fumbling issues. So you why I stop you now? You throw in Adrian Peterson, <laughs> you're, just, you're just adding more fumbling issues to your offense. Welcome
1: to the Minnesota hot potato football. Matty, what do we want from people more than anything? Consistency. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's go back to the That's post. one way of looking at it. Get in David in Minneapolis. You're on Purple Daily. Any interest in AP, David? no no way i'm i think i'm driving so sorry if there's static but um but basically i would look at like what the patriots did instead of signing some like 32 year old running back why don't you just draft someone that is the ground and pound running back or they have two guys that they was on the active roster all year last year let's see what they have so i don't know that's my take Thanks for the call. I don't think either of those guys amassed a 4.2 yard per carry average and over 1,000 yards last year. Do you really want him back here? I think he can help you win football games, yeah.
2: I think he's a detriment.
1: He's a two-down running back, but he's also a backup running back. I think
2: he's a detriment. You think he hurts you? I think he would hurt you, You think it's subtraction by addition? I think that if I am going to go down a running back depth chart right now, I start with Delvin Cook and I start with guys, a couple guys beat behind him who are young, who have fresh legs, who can block on third down. Uh, yes. I think that, I think that ultimately here's the problem. And cousins is this largely and Peterson is this for sure. They are box scores. So we look at their stats and they're damn good. And we're like, Oh, those stats are good. But when you watch these guys and, and I watch. Peterson play, and at one time he was fantastic, so don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing the totality of this guy's career, but I watched this guy play through what would it be now, the 2015 season, I believe it was, and by the end, it wasn't worth it. And, and he led them in rushing in 2015, and I want to say that, that he was atop the league, and there were still things about that in how the offense had to be orchestrated to him, how the game was evolving and changing and he couldn't that bothered me. You're still crushing me in the poll, but I've made up
1: some ground. It's now 75% never and 25% absolutely would sign Adrian Peterson. There's
2: a there's going to be a section of fans that vote against him because of the off-the-field stuff as well, which we're not right. even delving into here right, right now. Uh, I am talking purely as if I know nothing about his off-the-field transgressions. I'm talking purely on what I perceive to be, can he help this football team and what? would he be a good potential addition for this team?
1: One more quick call, and this will be Jim in Lakeville. You're on Purple Daily. What's up, Jim?
2: Hey, question hey. for you, Judge. Question for you, Judd. Yeah. Okay. So you talk about wanting to have a mini Dalvin Cook as the backup running back.
0: Who is that person?
2: I'm developing him. I'm going to find him. I don't okay. I don't want Peterson's Peterson's skill set does not necessarily fit in at all even at its best but it certainly does not now as an aging player with what they do. I so I, this is not about and by the way this is not about signing a big name. This is about getting someone who I like and can develop behind Cook. So this is not about going out and getting like Peterson or Bell and I mean let's just go spend The running back position now needs to be a guy that can catch passes, can obviously run the ball, and also block effectively and consistently. And Peterson is lacking in two of those areas, and he was when he was a Hall of Fame talent, which he's not now. So basically, if you bring him back now, you go back to, okay, you're going to give him the ball, he's going to run the ball. Does that fit in with what you're trying to do? And with Cook as your lead back, my opinion is no.
1: Is AP good enough to play for your AAF team, Judd? Oh, yeah. yeah, big, big draw for that team. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can market that. The AAF has existed for one weekend, and Judd already has ways to fix the league. We'll get to that right after this on Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com.
2: Hey, who are you? Score
0: North. What? Score North. What? Minnesota sports. What? Anytime. What? Anywhere. What? Scorenorth.com. This has been a nice start. The former Alabama great. Nelson to the end zone and he's snatched for the interception. Zach Sanchez. What an unbelievable snag.
1: Zach Sanchez. Wow. It's Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makhlouf along with... Judd Zolgad and uh, those highlights courtesy of CBS, Manny. I want to say CBS. Yep. Okay. Not Cus Johnson. And I say that because uh, I didn't pay one second of attention to the <laughs> AAF this weekend, as I told you I wouldn't on Mackie and Judd with Robbie on Saturday, Judd. And I am a man of my word, if nothing else. When I say I'm not going to do something, I definitely do not do that thing. And, uh, but I'm you did. I'm you didn't. You did. I you, got sucked in. I yeah. thought I wouldn't, and I did. I was getting, I was getting, uh, uh, you know, we have like a staff thread on texts here at, at Score North, and uh, a couple of guys were tweeting. I think it was Collar and Phil Mackey. Yep, we're tweeting, we're texting out countdowns, like the AAF starts in three hours. Yeah, that. like, yeah. that's just <laughs> Collar
2: being Collar.
0: Welcome to the AAF,
1: and I didn't, I didn't fall for it. I didn't fall for it. I stayed, I stayed far, far away from the AAF and inferior
2: football this weekend. But you didn't. You you took it in. So I watched um, a bit of the. San Diego-San Antonio game on Saturday night. I did, too. And then uh, there was a doubleheader on yesterday. I actually, full disclosure, and I have not watched it yet, I DVR'd the early game because I I was watching a (laughs) hockey game. The wife was gone. You DVR'd an AAF game? The wife was gone. It uh-huh. was oh, it was so much couch time yesterday. Me too. So much triple header of hockey. Uh, so I DVR'd the uh, the first AAF game, and then I watched the NFL Network had the late one on uh, that was between the Arizona Hotshots. The NFL Network is airing these games? Yes, really. And Salt Lake. And so so the deal is this: the NFL is. Basically, not competing. These aren't competing leagues, so there's agreements between them, and I don't know how far they go. But I found a story this morning that there is no, there's no National Football League investment yet, so it's not an investor deal. But the, but this is not like an adversarial. We're trying, you know, we're gonna. If this goes well, we're gonna switch to the fall and try and beat you at your own game. Because everybody knows by now that ain't happening. Uh, but here is my okay, here's my quick conclusion, quick easy, easy fix. This league is not awful. The games aren't awful. Now are they Pretty Are you sure about great? that?
0: They're not they're not awful. There's some pretty bad football players. There played was some, the some bad football.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was some but it's not but it's not complete train wreck. No, I see what there you're saying. There are things that can be done, and I have found an easy one. Hear me out. There are, if I'm not mistaken, eight teams, right? Arizona, Atlanta, Birmingham, Memphis, Orlando, the Apollos, Salt Lake, San Diego and San Antonio. By the way, who are the Apollos named after? Is it, is it at uh, the Apollo Theater? Is it after Apollo <laughs> Creed? I have the I'm Orlando ser- Apollos?: I'm seriously curious. <laughs> well, we've got the Arizona hotshots, Atlanta Legends, Birmingham Iron, Memphis Express, Orlando Apollos. Salt Lake Stallions, they are not good. The San Antonio Commanders and the San Diego Fleet. Birmingham about, Iron is probably you talk my
0: about favorite. my stallions, all right. They're not good. Birmingham Iron is probably my favorite team name. Let's see what I I like hot shots.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's so many connotations to that. The Arizona hot shots. Anyway, all right. So here's my but here's my fix because the one thing that you do see is the quarterback play is pretty much awful. The quarterback play is not good. And the, the game I was watching last night, Arizona, Salt Lake, I think one of the teams, like two of their quarterbacks were were financial investors or bank <laughs> manager, <laughs> like really, really smart dudes, Shut up. like a Dartmouth guy. They no, can't I'm be ser- real. <laughs> no, I'm they serious. They cannot be real. But So they've, awesome. they've, put their, they've put their, I'm sure, uh, million-dollar financial careers on hold to play quarterback in this league. Well, let's get rid of them. Let's end their dream ASAP because it, it makes no <laughs> sense. Uh, how about this? The National Football League cuts a deal where these eight teams have backup quarterbacks, younger players from the National Football League that play in these leagues. The Vikings' third QB, Kyle, Kyle Sloeder, would be ideal. So you go so you can't take a veteran quarterback and make him go from his uh, NFL season immediately to this league. But why not take quarterbacks third string guys who aren't playing basically who are young who are dying to play and parcel out these eight jobs to guys like that.
0: So it should be like a like what the NBA does with the G League in some ways. Yeah. Yes.
1: Would that make the league that much better? I mean, look at you talk about quarterback play not being good uh-huh. in 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 this in this new league. Look around the NFL. <laughs> quarterback play All isn't right. good in the NFL when a starter goes down. Some of these backups, and the joke every time is, "Oh yeah, but Colin Kaepernick can't get a job because some of these quarterbacks around the league who are just like one twisted ankle away from being starters in the NFL are <laughs> they're not fun to watch." I'll, you think you think right. getting Slower in there is going to make the I AAF will. watchable?
0: I did like when I uh, think it
1: would
2: be. I think it would be far more intriguing to watch quarterbacks who might have a chance to develop. As as opposed to to a guy from the uh, TCF branch down the street <laughs> trying,
0: trying to play quarterback.
2: I am tra- Listen, I'm not a man of complete answers. I'm a man of fixes to try and improve things. What right?
0: I what I loved about the game because I watched the San Diego San Antonio game Saturday night or the the second half of it, and what I loved the most about it was Mike Martz, the head coach of San Diego, was mic'd up, and there was a point in the fourth quarter. Where and I don't even know, I couldn't even tell you who his starting quarterback who who he was, but his backup was Philip Nelson, former Gophers quarterback. And they they went to a spot where, where Mike March is just like, Yeah, you know what? I think we're gonna make a change of quarterback, guys. I think we're gonna have to switch the quarterback here. And then like the very next possession, his quarterback throws a terrible interception. And then and then that's when he when he put philip nelson in all right when this that day, was entertaining to me when this, like day, when this thing when this thing
1: inevitably dies because it will it will not <laughs> succeed i'm telling you right now and i know the ratings they yeah, that doesn't matter they beat the nba and blah 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 the xfl got big ratings the first two weeks of their first incarnation too i'll give you that and then people were like what are we doing why are we giving our time over to this so it, it will die inevitably when it does die what, like maybe what Manny was just talking about, do you think the NFL can can sort of cherry pick from the AAF that would make that a more entertaining viewing experience?
2: I think that they should go in right now and try and tie in as as much as possible. And I think that you should find a group of players who are on practice squads or didn't play during the previous season and, and use this as a minor league to fill those teams with X amount of players. I think that's what you can do. I think it would be interesting to watch guys who you heard of but didn't get to see play get opportunities in this league. And if you just went through an entire season and didn't play, you probably want to play, right? So if Probably. You, so if you're a third-string quarterback and you sat there with a clipboard the entire year, you're probably like, okay, I can start here. I mean, you want to play. Does I mean, that they... mean I want to watch you play? But Probably they, not. But they don't need <laughs> but, in Probably two, not. but in 2020 <laughs> or so, you don't need a ton of people to watch. It just needs to be a small fan base. But it's not as if the league can't still survive. Like, I'm not saying it's going to thrive. Okay. I'm saying it
1: can survive. Are you going to keep watching it? If if this is the level of play that we're that you're going to get, will you continue to to give time over on the weekends to the AAF? Because because because
2: yeah. I'm old and I spend loads of time on my couch. Probably absolutely, yes. Hmm. Now, if I was young... I'd probably duck out. See, I'm younger,
1: and I spend plenty of time on my couch. But you, so much time but you on got my couch. But I hundred fifty shows. I was just gonna say, I don't. I'm not so football starved that I need to watch bad football in the off season. Football is entertainment to me, so I'm not just measuring this against. I don't just measure the AAF against the NFL. I measure the AAF against everything on my DVR, against everything on Netflix, everything on Hulu. Yeah, is it more entertaining than that? Is it more worth my time than that?
0: And the answer is inevitably, no, no, it is not. Rami, you're looking at a guy across the glass right now who... Followed religiously in 1996, the Scottish Claymores right, winning the Manny, NFL World I, League, I led by quarterback Shane Matthews. We need a
2: happy medium between you two guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk to Manny anymore. He's a ridiculous human being, is the conclusion that I've just come to. This has been Purple Daily on the all-new Score North on 1500. ScoreNorth.com. We're here every day at noon talking Vikings and NFL. We'll talk to you again next time.